We're having fun in KRT land. We just watched Jamboree land. I've got a gun in the closet. I'll be right back. (laughs) I'm Randy, by the way. I love you so much. (laughs) Already, this is off to a great start. I'm Kit Quinn, a.k.a. All Around the Kit Quinn, cock-a-doodle-doodle-doo, and I will not make any phallic jokes, I promise. (laughs) I'm Tyler Green, and we talk about clowns a lot on this podcast, I'm starting to notice. We started this podcast literally just to talk about clowns. Uh, We've been hiding that, uh, the true purpose. We've been a clown defense podcast for a while now, but I think this is where it changes things a bit. You gotta draw a line in the sand when it comes to clowns. You have to draw a line somewhere, and this crossed it. Although we should probably also introduce our guest who actually helped us rediscover this little gem. (laughs) So you're the one who brought this upon me, Jen Seggio of Twitter, at Jen Seggio, author of children's books. Guilty as charged. From her blog up on the shelf. How dare you? But also, thank you. You're welcome, guys. Happy to help. So today we're talking about a very, very, very obscure video from, I think, the 80s. I'm not too sure. 1985. Yeah, 85, 86. So this is Jimboree Play With A Purpose, and I don't know how to describe this one. (laughs) It's an infomercial for babies. There we go. Episode over. (laughs) (laughs) I have been so fucking excited to talk about this one because for years it was completely gone from the internet. Like, I couldn't find it anywhere because I own this fucking tape as a kid. Yeah, so did I. So every once in a while I'd find a little bit of it here and there on YouTube, but then it was just gone like that. So now we have it in its entirety and... I'm not sure if we're doing the world a service or not. <laughs> <laughs> What's interesting about this is that there really is not a lot of information to go about here with where this video came from and the behind-the-scenes aspect of it. Like, at least Clown TV had more than enough to talk about in terms of that. I'm not gonna lie, guys. I know so little about Jimboree. I thought it was a clothing line at first. It is, but it's also like a series of not quite little kid gymnastics, but like we're moms could take their kids and they do these fun little games and clapping with them and uh, i actually did go there as a kid several times i had my third birthday party there nice and kind of tying into the last episode that came out as of the time of recording one of my earliest memories is going there on halloween and i was dressed as sebastian yo nice My mom made the costume. It was a very cute little felt thing. And I remember being very disappointed that I couldn't do If You're Happy and You Know It, Clap Your Hands with felt claws. (laughs) (laughs) That's adorable. (laughs) So what you're telling me is we just watched an infomercial for babies for a planet fitness for babies. Is Jimboree a scam? Is there a Jimboree black card for, like, a spa or something? I mean, apparently they have gotten some controversy for their retail line apparently not paying employees enough, so maybe? I have no idea. Yeah, the clothing line looks, like, gone bankrupt, but I don't know if, like, the places for the kids themselves are still open or not, considering the pandemic. They are. They did file bankruptcy a while back, but apparently they are still functioning now. Jimboree just... To me, reading about it feels like a preschool you have to pay extra for. 
That's pretty much what it was, yeah. <laughs> it's that SCP Bobbles the Clown. Unlike Jimbo, Bobble the Clown has merit and is actually fun. Bobble the Clown is a million times less terrifying than Jimbo. Jimbo, it, to me, is like Welcome to Pooh Corner, where I don't know how the fuck I wasn't terrified as a kid. I'm more scared me of him either. as an adult than I was <laughs> as a kid. Like, it's probably because I owned another VHS tape they made called Jimbery Zoo Safari, which was actually pretty good. Like, first of all, it had Jimbo in cartoon form, so he wasn't fucking terrifying. It was also much shorter. It was kind of just a simpler, the kids are going to the zoo today preface and oh man those songs and that will not leave your head either but those are actually likable whereas in this um (laughs) i mean i have conflicting feelings on this tape because on one hand yeah i have a ton of nostalgia for it like i was just so happy to find a piece of media that i thought was gone forever on the other hand i'm also like um I feel like I'm going to be the outlier on this one, and I'm okay with that. (laughs) It's okay to have wrong opinions, Kit. Yay! I decided to look up the other variations on Jimbo's look, and I found for sale a Jimbo the Clown mascot costume. (laughs) (laughs) I know the one you're talking about. Now here's what I'm going to do. If I manage to buy this, I'm going to put it on... Go to, like, abandoned houses or schools or whatever. Go to a fuck ton of abandoned places. Sit there and wait for an urban explorer. And then when they, like, try to, like, poke me or, like, shine a flashlight at me, I fuck with them. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's what Arthur Fleck should have done. He just should have bought that costume and then literally everybody on Earth would have respected him out of complete fear. There's only one thing you could do as a scary clown, and that is fuck with urban explorers. And it's more than enough. It is so much fun. Highly recommend it. I haven't tried it yet, but I want to. I want to be in a clickbait video like Jimbo the Clown 3 a.m. challenge. Do it. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> so we should probably describe what Jimbo looks like because. Good lord. He looks like if Napoleon Dynamite and Ronald McDonald fucked, and then they squeeze out a baby at an eyes wide shut party and the, one of the mascot glued to it. That's what he looks like. <laughs> he looks like there's a parasitic twin in his nose. <laughs> Jimbo looks like he's made completely out of clay, and that just really unsettles me, and I realized... After looking up the art of Jimbo the Clown, the squiggles on his face are supposed to be his mouth? (laughs) So Jimbo technically has two mouths, and that fucking horrifies me. You want to know how I got these scars, boys and girls? (laughs) (laughs) He is in intense amounts of pain because of the parasitic twin in his nose, and that's why his mouth looks like a grimace. (laughs) (laughs) The sad thing is, I saw a Jimbo video that was recently posted where he's in a cartoon CG form, and he actually looks really cute and I'm, I'm a little scared to click on it in case it's some Elsa gate crap but the fact that even that isn't nearly as bad I'm just like ah fucking 80s I had a hell of a time getting through the special because anytime I had to pause it and it came onto something like that it was just ugh Oh, yeah. So one of the things I guess is a bit of a background for Jimboree, besides obviously the retail and play centers existing, Jimbo was played by one of the members of a little band called Parachute Express. They were a kid's band for a while that did a lot of performance for Disney as well as Nickelodeon. And they sang, of all theme songs, 
the JJ the Jet Plane theme song. Which blew my mind. I did not know that was them. So it's connected to yet another terrifying child's thing. Odds are our listeners probably remember them most from being on the Goofy Movie VHS with their song Dr. Looney's Remedy, which... Oh, that. I don't know if that video is supposed to be racist or not. I'm still trying to figure that out. I mean, they include the Dumbo Crows, so... Yeah. I was more concerned about whether or not I could give kids ADHD. There's so much going on in the background. So many animations and layers and people popping up. But the song itself... I still think it kind of slaps years later. I'm looking at the album cover for Dr. Looney's Remedy, and even just that alone is just straight-up sensory overload. Like, the song is actually pretty good, but the music video is just epileptic as all hell. It was like, hey, did pink elephants fuck you up as a kid? Well, how about we double that? (laughs) So Jimbo is played by one of the members, Donald Becker. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he also voices him in the other cartoons he's in, such as Jimbery Zoo Safari, as well as Parachute Express and Live in Concert, which... That existed. Because of course it did. Hey mom, can we go to the Wiggles? We got Wiggles at home. Wiggles at home. (laughs) Other than seeing like videos of a disgruntled teenager in a Jimbo costume, this is the only instance of Jimbo in live action that I can think of. Yeah, for good reason. As far as the very little information I could also find, I did find that it was created by a guy named Christopher Shannaberg, and so I tried to see if there was anything else he worked on. So I did find his LinkedIn, so I don't know if it's the same guy, but he says that he was a cue card clerk for Captain Kangaroo. Huh. Sure, why not? <laughs> and here's another lovely photo of Jimbo. <laughs> Those kids! The kids are struggling to get out! <laughs> <laughs> so for the audience, we'll post this to Twitter, but it's a giant Jimbo doll that's holding two children and they look completely horrified. <laughs> It looks like they can't escape his grasp. I'm wondering why they must have retired that character a while back, because... (laughs) Thankfully, Jimbo never showed up at my party to Jimboree, so... Oh, thank God. I do remember that whenever I'd go into the Jimboree retail store as a kid, they'd sometimes have a little corner where they'd play one of the VHS tapes. I might know what you're talking about then when I said I thought Jamboree was a clothing line, so in my hometown, there's this mall I still go to, and I never really paid much attention to it, but there'd be a TV in there, and of course, my ADH brain, I see something moving like a TV. I'm gonna look at it. So I would just, every time I passed by the store... I would just kind of see what's going on in there. I think that was a Jimboree. On a side note, despite owning this VHS tape as a kid, I couldn't remember what it looked like. So I'm looking at the cover on Amazon right now, and it's a kid holding a Jimbo doll, and I'm like, gee, I wonder why they don't want to show what Jimbo actually looks like. I think... I think that's the later one because the tape I uh, had as a kid didn't have a cover, but I did remember seeing a cover somewhere else and it was like a an illustration of Jimbo leaving the kids down the block with the balloons and things and it looked harmless. That's what they want you to think. Jimbo and harmless is an oxymoron. <laughs> <laughs> so the tape begins with like them randomly putting the tape in and being like, hey guys, it's time to play and sing. And I'm just like... Oh boy, it's a cult. Ah, uh, remember when VHS players worked like that? 
where you had to like slap it in. Yeah. We had one in my grandmother's house and it had wood paneling because that was back when everything, you know, technology really was so old. You had to whittle it from wood. The wood oh, age. Man. Everything was wood paneled. <laughs> you can't make it wood paneled, make it brown or beige. So basically it opens with docks and Jimbo. Yeah, because he lives in Mr. Bill's house, basically. <laughs> and the back of his house always looks fucking apocalyptic, so. It goes from night to light pollution. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just lives in the back of a big city. So what you're telling me is that Jimbo lives in Times Square. Yes, <laughs> yes he does. I don't know if I love or find it really cheap that instead of windows inside the houses, they just have like a painting in there. It is kind of creative, I'll give them that, but I'm also like, yeah, they had no budget. <laughs> Also, Jimbo is so much of a fucking egotist. He literally has a bed cover with his face on it. He does! And so it opens with the song that will never fucking leave your head, no matter how hard you try. I like shaking my hands. I like, like shaking, shaking my, my ass. <laughs> I wish I were dead. Every single person in town is going to Jamboree that day to the point where even the fireman is dancing along and I'm just imagining somebody in the background is like, can you fucking come rescue me, please? <laughs> what about the traffic guard? Like, how many car accidents are there happening while she's there dancing? There <laughs> <laughs> really are. And what if, like, the, someone drives by and can see her waving her arms? She's like, oh, go that way. Then... <laughs> Uh, hi, yes, uh, sir. Uh, there's still a family dying of carbon monoxide poisoning in there. Should probably go get them. <laughs> I like shaking my hips. <laughs> Insert that one car crash clip that Troma keeps using in all their movies here. <laughs> what about that, like, one scene where, like, they're singing with the firefighter? Oh, oh. yeah, that scene. Yeah! <laughs> they're in hell. They're, like, singing a cute little song about firefighters. Meanwhile, the California wildfires... <laughs> of 2020 <laughs> are going on behind him the fucking australian bushfire it's this very fucking dystopian image of just a red sky and fire and smoke all over the place and they're just singing this cheery song about firemen and shit people are dying right now jimbo people <laughs> are losing everything right now it's a commentary on how the United States government treats California. <laughs> and it's this terrible green screen, too. So it's like... <laughs> uh. And let's not forget the fact that there is, out of nowhere, a delivery man with straight-up fucking FedEx product placement. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even think FedEx sponsored this. It's literally just some guy who was working. And I guess one of the producers said, hey, want to make 30 bucks? Here, come come join us. How much did they pay for that product placement? Like $5? Because I'm convinced that's the budget here. <laughs> He's rocking that 80s mullet, though. Can't deny that. Also, it's a yellow brick road because I guess they wanted a thinly veiled Wizard of Oz reference. <laughs> Yeah, but it's not even like yellow bricks. It's just yellow blocks, like slabs of concrete. Follow the yellow concrete road. That's a really roll off the tongue. And also, we there's a co-host of this video. Her name is Karen. She's got the short hair. So yeah, she's definitely a Karen. <laughs> yeah, I did some research, and apparently she was the vice CEO of Jimboree for a brief period. 
But for some reason, she just keeps giving me Marcy from Married with Children vibes. And so then after they sing that song, it cuts to them talking about balls. And I'm just like, don't reference that one TikTok sound. Don't reference that one TikTok sound. I love to play with my... Say it! Balls! And then they have a talk about, like, all the stuff you can use around the house to play with and use for, like, your own children's exercise. So they literally take, like a laundry basket and say, hey, you can use this as a box to put yourself in and just use it as a spaceship. (laughs) So here I'm thinking, hey, kids, it's me, Jimbo. Do you want to go on a safari ride? Just get in this laundry basket and ride it down the stairs. (laughs) Nothing bad could possibly happen. (laughs) I mean, how many kids had seen Home Alone at that point? Every now and then throughout the video, we cut back to a couple of kids in this fake living room set watching what we're watching on a, you know, an ABC TV. And it's like they're reminding us what we should be doing while we're watching them do it. Hey, kids, I got a great idea. We can pretend that my Ford E350 is a spaceship. <laughs> and then in addition this room also has like the fake window so i'm just like they're in hell they're basically in video drome and that video is just gonna pop out and be super gory one thing i noticed about the laundry basket thing he's then like if you don't have a laundry basket you can use some tape now i want to know whose family in the 1985 can afford a vhs player <laughs> but not a laundry basket <laughs> so anyway he's like Okay, so, you know, tape a square on the ground, but Jimbo's dumbass made a triangle. So then he, like, rips the triangle off the carpet, throws it away, and now it's like, okay, first of all, this family is- that tape is probably precious for them, since they apparently can't afford a laundry basket and spent their entire life savings on a VHS player in 1985. So you just wasted that precious tape. And for what? A spaceship. So wait, he's making a box for kids to go in, telling them to stay in there and have a good time? Did he beat Miss Finster in creating the box? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, kids, get in the box. It's okay because the clown said to. (laughs) You know, for all the stranger danger panic in the 80s, these videotapes are really sending a mixed message here. Like, (laughs) are strangers bad? Is anyone I don't know bad? Or is it okay to just go off and hang out with people in, like, bear and clown costumes just because they said they for sure know who I am or whatever. But it's different because they know Jimbo because he's the clown that always hangs out at the abandoned Jimboree on the corner. How many people stopped buying this tape after it came out? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) How many people bought this tape, period? (laughs) (laughs) Probably like 10. It wouldn't surprise me if Jimboree was just giving this tape away for free. Like, here, we don't want to take it off our hands. Maybe it got mailed out like the Pokemon tape. No, you know what this is? This is that free tape you got in the mail when you booked your Disney vacation telling you how great Disney World is. And you're like, no shit, Disney World is great. I'm going there. I already paid for the vacation. Why are you still advertising this? Are you insecure about something? Is there something you're insecure about, Walt Disney World? That's a good point, by the way. Why do children need Jamboree when they can just use this tape? It's like, now you're just causing parents to save money and not go to the place. It's an infomercial for adults, but mostly for kids so they could just do whatever. Like, be like, Mom, Dad, can we go to Jimboree, please? Tyler, remember, some families can't afford laundry baskets. 
Uh. <laughs> also, they have a scene where they're like, you can make your own ball by just wrapping a newspaper in a bunch of tape. And I'm like, that would be a useless ass ball. <laughs> well, technically, you can make your own food by grabbing a random bug off the street and eating it. But that doesn't mean it's ideal. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget that inner tube. Every family has an inner tube, right? Yay! You can't afford a ball or a laundry basket, but you can afford an inner tube and a VHS player. Thanks, Jimbo. We gave up our whole life savings just to do your stupid video. (laughs) Hey, kids. It's Jimbo again. Do you want to be able to fly like a bird? Well, all you need to do is put your trampoline on the roof of your house, grab an umbrella, and just jump off. (laughs) Don't worry, Santa will freeze time so you can fall safely. Hey, kids, it's Jimbo. Kill your parents. <laughs> Kill your parents. Kill your teachers. Kill them all. What's that, kids? You broke your legs? That's okay. Just bend them back in the shape and they'll be perfectly fine. And so do we want to talk about the next song? Oh, I don't think I song. I don't think any of us is ready for Tingaleo. I do not remember this one. Like, I either blocked it out or I had that version of the tape that I guess didn't have this because... I both remembered it and yet blocked it out at the same time. It's a... It's a... I don't know what to call it. This makes Speedy Gonzalez look like culturally accurate and respectful representation of Latinos. It's like what made the red man red. Horribly racist and yet deviously catchy. It will not leave your head. It's literally like a white as fuck Cinco de Mayo party with like dudes in sombreros and ponchos like saying random Spanish (laughs) words that they don't even know what they mean. They're just running around like probably saying the Spanish word for fucking corn or something. (laughs) It's basically a Taco Bell party. That's what it is. Taco Bell is more culturally sensitive than this. Because there's three guys in like sombreros and ponchos and fake mustaches and stuff and I am just so glad they didn't up it in do brown face because good god this is bad enough they had some restraint this makes rambo last blood look subtle the song about just a donkey and all these little things a silly mexican donkey can do and of course it's a guy in a cheap donkey costume a lot of these things are just really wild penis euphemisms like <laughs> my donkey's red my donkey's yellow my donkey talks my donkey eats with a fork and knife all right i have a question Why is every song I can currently think of where the subject is a donkey, some white dude pretending to be Mexican? Dominic the donkey was about the donkey that carried Mary and Joseph to Bethlehem. Why is it Mexican? (laughs) It's in Israel. Why is it Mexican? (laughs) Did they even know what Mexico was in biblical times? But here's where it gets really cheap. The lines are, it says, my donkey is blue, my donkey is yellow. Maybe I'm just spoiled because we have like Premiere and all these editing software at our fingertips now. But they just put the words blue and yellow over the donkey. (laughs) (laughs) It's a PowerPoint presentation. Could they not even put like a blue blanket over the donkey? Could they not find like a multicolored donkey costume or dye it blue? It's like the location descriptions in Captain America Civil War, only with a descriptor, I guess. (laughs) There's also... These little creepy Jimbo puppets jumping up and down, like behind these haystacks that are scattered all over. It's like, what the fuck? 
I'll give those puppets credit. They were slightly less terrifying than Jimbo himself. But not by much. Who here has read the creepypasta 1999? I have. Yeah, this is like that vibe. (laughs) At least it's a small world has dancing penguins in it. Hot take. This opinion is probably going to get me doxxed. But... I like It's a Small World. You know I what? Soft spot for it. I don't hate it either. I like it. It's a cute song. It's a fun ride with a lot of cool things to look at for my ADHD brain. I adore all things Mary Blair. So, Me too. Yeah, I like it. For the record, fuck Walt Disney so hard for fucking over UNICEF that he had to pay his rich friends even more money. But it's still a cute ride. And yeah, yeah, the song is annoying, but it's not the worst offender. It's actually not that bad when it's in instrumental form. Like I heard the version that plays at Disneyland Paris where it's like fully orchestrated and it's actually really pretty at parts. Oh, and, nice. Yeah. Like, orchestrally, it's a beautiful song. The lyrics are not that great, but still, the Sherman brothers know how to write really beautiful songs. The lyrics are what make it kind of repetitive. Speaking of not great songs, however... (laughs) (laughs) Man, we really had to go and talk about how much we love It's a Small World just for some fucking relief from this thing. We went to It's a Small World for relief. That's the bar we're at, guys. <laughs> so then it cuts to the tape scene that we were talking about earlier, and then it gets into a song about riding on a train, and there's a lyric about going backwards, and I'm just like, uh, you're gonna fucking crash. Trains aren't supposed to go backwards. I remember trying to do that in the laundry baskets, just doing what they're doing with the little motions. And it's interspersed with these weird shots of Jimbo moving his arms up and down like this, and there's steam behind him. It looks like he's letting out a massive monster glitter fart. (laughs) That didn't feel like a real train. It's missing the guy with a sign that says Jesus is returning who's screaming at everybody on the car. (laughs) It's missing a few very threatening drunk sports fans. (laughs) I need to say that the songs about public transport in this video are very inaccurate because we also have the wheels on the bus and they leave out the part about the creeper jerking off on the bus. (laughs) They leave out the part about when you sit by the window seat and a guy at least 40 pounds bigger than you comes in and squeezes you right up against the window. And the body odor. Oh my god, the body odor. Has anyone who's ever written songs about traveling and public transportation ever written public transportation? Where else can you find both a hot goth girl and a scary drunk sports fan at the same time? I just want to say that the bit from Always Sunny where Dee is riding the SEPTA bus is incredibly accurate to how SEPTA actually is in Philly. Basically, it would be more accurate if they just put a scene from Speed on there. <laughs> they also forgot um, that the red line is delayed for 20 minutes for the fifth time in a row. The seats on the bus, they smell like piss, smell like piss, smell like piss. <laughs> There's a bunch of weird stains everywhere. This fucking sucks. Let's all move into the next car, to the next car, to the next car. Oh, shit, it's even worse in the next car. Please let me go. All right. And so then the next song is like about, (laughs) was that the merry-go-round song? Yeah, Jimbo brings out these brooms and says, hey, kids, we're going to play a fun game. Oh, sweet. Is it the bludgeon Jimbo to death with a broom game? I like that game. (laughs) 
my first thought when he said it was like, oh shit, he's going to teach us how to play Quidditch. (laughs) (laughs) Jimbo, you got to stop reading the J.K. Rowling books, man. She's not a good influence. Jimbo, those brooms were recalled for a reason. So is this song written in like the 1800s or something? Because I was just hearing the lyrics of the song and I was like, that is not how merry-go-rounds work. Like, you don't walk around. Maybe they meant the kind that's, like, at a playground that does require manual force, but, like, then why were they showing horses? Yeah, merry-go-rounds move at one speed. Horses can move at multiple speeds. Are we on the merry-go-round or are we on horses? Which is it, Jimbo? Does this merry-go-round require manual force or is this the kind that is controlled by horses in some way, shape, or form? Also, I noticed as Jimbo is teaching this game to the kids, he's the only one not with a broom. And instead he's doing this up and down thing with his hands in front of himself. Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> what are you trying to imply, Jimbo? Also, to make things even more terrifying, Jimbo literally escapes the fourth wall and hands the kids in the living room a bunch of brooms and shit. Yeah. How are those kids not running away screaming? No one is safe from Jimbo. He will find you. Is this the ring? Oh my god, did I just watch the ring tape? (laughs) Hey kids, seven days. (laughs) He's literally trapping those kids in that room. That's my only explanation. Cindy, this bitch is messing up my floor. Also, Jimbo acts like a fucking Karen afterwards because he's all, why won't anybody come out to play with me? And there's kids literally right in front of you, Jimbo. Stop playing stupid, you moron. The whole first half of this tape was Jimbo very obviously being played with. And now he's like, nobody's playing with me. Oh, Randy, when you put it that way... I'm sorry, is that a clown or is that the popular girl on Facebook? Maybe that first half hour was just all in Jimbo's head. He's just wandering around this bed and centered, hallucinating that he's playing with all these children. Yeah, he's gotta be like, come on, kids, come on, like, the gang's all here, come on, kids, play with me, play with me. Jimbo is manipulative. (laughs) Jimbo is a fucking toxic asshole. Dude, Jimbo literally is a gaslighter. We clearly just saw people playing with you, Jimbo, and now you're saying no one wants to play with you. (laughs) And then in addition, oh my god, no escape time. You know this was made like four years before Barney? They play the fucking Knickerbocker song. This was my introduction to Mr. Knickerbocker. Way before Barney. Is this where it came from? I guess. I think it's just another public domain kids song. I vaguely remember having like a little cassette and book of different songs from Jimboree and had the Jimboree style. And the illustration they gave Mr. Knickerbocker was interesting. It was like just this bald, fat guy in a green suit just doing this, dancing like someone stuck a bug down his shirt. <laughs> Say what you will about Barney, at least they had the nerve not to make it misophobic as hell. Oh, that's... The fucking tongue licking. That was terrible. It was the worst sound you could imagine. No. (laughs) It sounded like somebody was walking around with very wet, sloshy pants. (laughs) Also, I need to say it. I'm very sorry, guys, but Mr. Knickerbocker fucking slaps. It does. That sound feels like the feeling where it's like the bottom of your pants are like wet and sandy after walking through snow. 
Like, when you add an actual beat behind the song, it actually sounds pretty damn good. When you have people just making fucking mouth noises and clapping, it just sounds... Bleh. This also had the fucking peanut butter and jelly song, which I'm just gonna say, that is not how peanut butter or jelly works, and if you're implying that you're making a peanuts and grape sandwich, that's nasty as fuck. Aw, uh, don't feel bad. Hey, I know what'll cheer you up. It's peanut butter jelly time, peanut butter jelly time. <laughs> the virgin peanut butter and jelly versus the Chad peanut butter jelly time. Oh, and then they do the grizzly bear song where the kids are cuddling with a person in a grizzly bear costume. And the point of the song is to not wake up the grizzly bear. So guess what Jimbo does? He fucking wakes up the grizzly bear. Stranger danger. Hello. And then they all get mauled to death. The end. And beforehand, all the kids are snapping and he's going up and rubbing the kids. Oh, <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, yeah. Hello. Can I talk to the eighties real quick? Hey, the eighties. What the fuck was all the stranger danger shit for if you were just gonna go and do this? <laughs> See, Reagan was a fucking hypocrite. <laughs> They're like two seconds away from singing the No Don't Touch Me song. And then Jimbo and Karen get to talking about stuff you can play with in the kitchen. <laughs> Which, yeah, there's not any problems with that or anything. You can play with everything in the kitchen, kids. They're all, oh, but definitely check on your kids' safety. And I'm like, liars, there's gonna be at least one kid who gets into the knives. <laughs> Probably should have mentioned the safety part before you mentioned the go look for things in the kitchen part. They're all, watch for your child's safety. And I'm just like, you just know that those lids are not that safe to use. This is the part specifically designed to drive the parents insane because it's all about getting pots and pans and lids and spoons together and just bang them like crazy while watching around. <laughs> <laughs> like Bart Simpson. I am so great. I am so great. Everybody loves me. I am so great. Is this why boomers are so fucking pissed off all the time? Because we put them through this when we were their kids in the 80s and 90s? <laughs> Probably. I feel so bad for the hungover parents who plop their kid in front of the TV just to shut them up for an hour, only to be rudely awakened with them banging pots and pans and shit. <laughs> hey, kids, it's Jimbo. Want to give your parents an ear-splitting headache? <laughs> hey, kids, it's Jimbo. I hate your parents. <laughs> so here's what we're going to do to make them miserable. <laughs> And, and this song is so fucking obnoxiously earwormy. Just all around the kitchen, cock a doodle doodle do. All around the kitchen, cock a doodle doodle do. <laughs> you know how in old cartoons, like in Looney Tunes and all that, whenever they show something happening on the farm, there's that music that goes. Doo, 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 doo. Oh yeah, Turkey in the Straw. It's like someone say to put lyrics to that annoying music. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. It's like they were like, this isn't annoying enough. It's like if you fed an AI turkey in the straw and had it like replicate or finish it, and this is what it came up with, this is what it would be. What's more, there's a guy in a chicken costume walking around. <laughs> yeah. going on. That chicken costume, by the way, looks fucking terrible. Just I keep expecting Peter Griffin to come out and start punching it. <laughs> God, I wish. <laughs> 
Oh, God. <laughs> and that fucking chicken breaks the fourth wall, too. Let's not forget. Yeah. It's like, come on, kids. Get out of the kitchen. So it's bad enough that this satanic clown broke into your house. Now some fucking hobo in a chicken costume is breaking in, telling you to play with your pots and pans and shit. In addition, Karen later breaks into their house. So I'm just like, do these people just have no security system? These kids can't get a fucking break, man. And in the middle of this number, the same creepy Jumbo puppets appear like randomly in the middle of the screen through green screen. I have here in my notes all capital Y Begone Demons. <laughs> the best answer to this entire project. <laughs> Big comfy couch and clown TV are made with so much love and effort, and they just are clearly having a blast making themselves, and this just... I don't know what to make of this. <laughs> I'll tell you something as I was going through the end credits, and I want to see, hmm, I wonder, you know, who did, if these kids went on to do anything. They didn't credit the kids. What? They credited the people who brought all the balloons over. But they didn't credit any of the kids. Seriously? They literally said, fuck them kids. This is a business that is supposed to care about kids. And then starring a bunch of damn wiener kids said, here's the guys who brought us balloons. I mean, sure, these are probably families they either just pulled off the street or were part of, like, the local gymboree they filmed this at, whatever. But they couldn't even say they special thanks to so-and-so for joining us. Yeah. I mean, maybe those kids were like, no, scrub our names of this shit. Like... <laughs> <laughs> They're two years old. How would they know? And so then they also sing a song about where are the bees? And I'm just like, this remake of Candyman sucks. Oh no, not the bees. No Nicolas Cage, zero out of ten. You see what happens when you try to make a Candyman movie without Tony Todd? You get Jimbo. <laughs> By the way, that's where that terrifying shot of Jimbo is from. Mm -hmm. Because he's just like, the beast! And it's just an excuse to tickle the kids, which... Bad touch. You know, mm. bad, bad touch. No, Jimbo, it does not feel great to be ticklish. It does not feel great to be tickled by bees. Oh, yeah, and there's also the little Ducky Duddle song, which goes on for way too fucking long. It really does. The punchline is, like, he's supposed to say quack, quack, but he makes a different animal noise at the end. And it happens, like, five times. It's not like he just goes back and does, like, the final verse and does it again. No, he sings the entire song from the beginning, building all the way up to him braying like a donkey or barking like a dog. No, it doesn't matter if I splash it splatter. <laughs> In addition, Karen sings a song about a bicycle that goes on way too long because it's like, we gotta keep speeding it up! And it's like, no the fuck you don't. And she does it a cappella, which makes it kind of unsettling. Now, the thing about all the songs from these specials, they all came from Parachute Express's first album, Shaking It. Okay. So they pretty much dub over her. And oh. I think maybe they dub over Jimbo, too. Well, Jimbo was Donnie from that group, so... That said, it's kind of weird that... None of the other Parachute Express members are in this, as far as I know. Yeah, I thought they were the guys in the sombrero from the Tingaleo song, but no, uh, Donald's the only one who's credited. No, because they're both guys and there's a woman in the group, so... I thought maybe she was like the one in the back where you only see behind her head. Well, maybe Jaws was never their thing and they don't like Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> and then, in addition, hey kids, do you want to hear a song about monkeys dying? <laughs> The monkey song is much darker than I remember. Um, I'm pretty sure all that happened was a minor concussion after jumping onto bed. 
No, they die here. They get eaten by a crocodile. Ah, the 80s. Back when the only way you could teach lesson in song was through intimidation. Hey, kids, it's me, Jimbo. Die. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck them, kids. (laughs) And then they sing a song that's basically another version of popcorn. It's like, popcorn coming from my apple tree. And I'm just like, so we can't escape stories where popcorn gets everywhere. I just looked on the floor and all the kids jumping out of the popcorn. What a perfectly good waste of popcorn. That must have been fucking terrible to clean up. I've worked at a movie theater, so I can attest to the fact that popcorn is a nightmare to clean up. If you get one, like, in between your teeth, I swear to God, it permanently becomes a part of your mouth. It, like, fuses to your gums. I can never get it out. (laughs) I know that taken care of it can lead to insanity. In addition, like, it's especially bad when you finally have most of it cleaned up while you're finishing up after the credits and a screening of Annabelle Comes Home. Then some fucker who was staying behind just randomly screams in the audience and you spill everywhere. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, 2019 was, um, an interesting time. (laughs) Oh, I am so sorry. sorry. Eh, It's kind of funny now, but it's just like... (laughs) Yeah, I've had friends who worked in movie theaters who've dealt with that kind of stuff, too. And so then, in addition, they signed the peanut butter and jelly song, and... There's this random segue to it, and the lighting and the green screen of when they were first throwing the peanuts around, for some reason, it made me think for a second that they were goldfish crackers. They didn't look like peanuts. They do! Oh my god! I thought you said throwing pants around for a split second. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, did I repress something from my viewing? Did we just go to Michael Jackson's house? No! No! Randy, no! no. <laughs> There's a moment where they focus on this poor kid trying to balance his peanut butter sandwich in one hand and a glass of milk in the other, just singing along, looking scared and confused, like, I just learned how to count to three and use my arms. Am I doing this right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't even know what words is. All I know is mom, potato, <laughs> That's it. I don't know how any of these kids got through playing with Jimbo all day when he looks so fucking terrifying. Why is the clown nose flesh colored? He's got the giant white eye makeup all around his eyes. It looks like an ulcer more than it does an actual nose. Doesn't the red nose like come from the fact that the original clowns were just making fun of drunks so he's not even clowning right he's clowning sober and we all suffer for it he's like the fucking scene in spongebob where mr krabs comes out in a blue nose just (laughs) it feels wrong Wait, so if you get drunk in Bikini Bottom, your nose turns blue instead of red? Well, most of the fish in Bikini Bottom don't even have noses, so I guess maybe they're just making it up as they go along. And so then it also cuts to Jimbo and Karen, like, trapping this kid in a blanket and then just tossing him her around. And I'm just like, that kid's gonna go flying right out of the blanket. And they're like, and it's supposed to be relaxing, too. It's more fun than relaxing if you can manage to get both your parents to do it. Yeah, hello, QAnon. Yeah, I got a doozy for you. <laughs> <laughs> and before that, there's a scene where Karen asks Jimbo to get his blanket, and it cuts to this weird bit where Jimbo speeds over to his house, but it's like a superimposed picture of Jimbo, and it's literally just his top half. <laughs> really bad after effects test it really is am i watching a serial killer's manifesto what is going on i mean we never saw any of these kids again so who knows what jimbo did (laughs) they end with them you know doing the things with the parachutes which i always 
did love doing. That was always fun. Parachute time was the shit. Yeah, it was. I did get a little bit emotional hearing that last song just because it was kind of a nice song. Yeah, it's like that nice calming song that kind of helps bring you down at the end. It was the first time in this special that I actually felt something with the song, so... I felt a whole lot of fear. (laughs) (laughs) Although when I did say the parachute, I was just like, oh god, Tom Cruise is gonna be under that when Stewie pulls it up. Are you sure this actually wasn't a Scientology recruitment video? I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Scientology for kids. <laughs> and then in addition, over the parachute seat, um, Karen narrates it like, At Jimbery Play Centers, we encourage kids to play with a purpose. And I'm just like, yep, it's a cult. <laughs> I noticed they're all moms except for two dads. Blinking you'll miss it, but he has like this Yukon Cornelius beard. Wait, oh my god, another song we accidentally skipped over was the TikTok song. That song gives me anxiety, and I wish I could explain why. I half expected him and all those kids to start going what you all know about rolling down in the deep. (laughs) (laughs) In all fairness, the best way I can describe this tape is, Oh no, oh no. Oh, no, 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 no. (laughs) For all we know that after we upload our episode and we upload clips from this, one of those clips is bound to become a TikTok sound. Are we really going to start seeing the all around the kitchen cock-a-doodle-doo challenge? (laughs) (laughs) God. I bought a Jimbo the Clown potion off the deep web and I'm going to drink it at 3 a.m. Among us. (laughs) I want his people see doing dances too and I'm shaking my hands remix (laughs) yes and people are twerking and just (laughs) one thing i also wanted to do was read through some amazon reviews i found for it because oh my god it says amazon reviews it does oh my god oh yes amazon review theater you have a better chance of finding a physical copy of a day with spongebob squarepants than a physical copy of this (laughs) So there's only one one star review on this whole thing and it's from somebody named Rachel. One star, waste of money and excitement. I received the movie, but it was literally stuck in the VHS box. I had to cut it off, then realized it was from the actual VHS melting in one area. Didn't work and super upset. What? (laughs) So I guess this tape is fucking cursed. (laughs) It was literally a burn the tape scenario. This is the VHS equivalent of uh, playing track one of your Sega CD CD on a stereo player. In addition, there was another one called JNN's Mommy. All three of my kids were addicted to this video as toddlers and preschoolers. And it's a little long, so I probably won't read the whole thing. But there's a part where she says that her teenager groaned when it came back in the mail because she had to reorder it for our three-year-old. And he's like, no, it's back. So at some point, the novelty wears off. (laughs) We got to make that kid an honorary member of the No Escape Club. Agreed. (laughs) (laughs) Wherever they are now if they're even a teenager at this rate we feel you either j or n we feel you all right so it's time for the inevitable part of the podcast where we all burn the tape yay <laughs> yep i'm gonna be a bit of an outlier on this one and give it a very 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 tepid keep the tapes because i will admit heretic <laughs> 
You all can burn me at the stake. <laughs> it was so weird because this is objectively not very good. And I had so much to make fun of. But there was a part of me that was just watching this. And I was just like, you know... I don't know. Nostalgia's a hell of a drug. <laughs> I feel like we need to keep this, put it in a museum, and display its horrors so that history will never repeat itself. Yes! Use it as a propaganda museum. We need to keep the tapes solely for educational purposes on this absolute horrific act of cruelty imposed upon the world. <laughs> it's going to be a burn the tapes for me, but also a very tepid burn the tapes. It's not the worst thing we've talked about. It's not Little Mermaid's Island or Beesbo by any means, but it's still very bad in its own right. Jimbo is very terrifying to look at, and I just don't see the appeal in Jimboree at all. I, I feel like this was about the same level as uncomfortable as Michael Jackson's ghosts. Yeah, that's true. Everything about this tape just screams stranger danger to me. <laughs> and Jen, how about you? I'm with Kate on this one. Just, you know, nostalgia really does go a long way for me. And it was just ridiculously silly to look at and laugh at and recoil and horror at. And I had a lot of fun talking about it with you guys, so... Yeah. Oh, it was so great having you on, Jen. Thank you. We can't thank you enough for getting the tape for us. So you're welcome, you guys. I'm I'm really touched that you asked me to come on and join you guys. I had a great time. Absolutely. Do you have anything that you want to plug? Yeah, I I mean, kind of the stuff you said at the beginning. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Jen Seggio. I make random videos, including a little thing called Disney Random Craziness on YouTube under the name The It and Fit. I have a blog called Up on the Shelf where I review movies and TVs, and it's kind of early on hiatus as I'm trying to wrap up a long overdue fifth anniversary review. But when I'm done with that, my next big project is I'm going to review every single episode of Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater. Yeah! Oh my god, that's amazing. I'm also going to give a shout out to my dad who helped convert this. He does a little home service right out of his basement where he converts home videos onto DVD for people. And he'll do it for anyone in the U.S. He'll take care of shipping. You can send it on over to him. He'll do it and send it on back to you. So if you're watching this from anywhere in the U.S., he'll help you keep the tape. You can find him on Facebook and Instagram under Joe Seggio, S-E. G-G-I-O. Yes, huge thank nice. you. You're welcome. <laughs> so you can find me over on Mission Breakout on Twitter and Discord, a walking pun on Instagram. You can find me on various episodes of Escape from Vault Disney, The Emperor's New Podcast, and Podcast Without a Cool Acronym. And you can find me trying to find Jimbo with a broom to bludgeon him. You can find me over at Cosmic Rewind on Twitter, replace the E with the three. You can find me on a few select episodes of uh, Escape from Vault Disney and The Emperor's New Podcast. Uh, You can also find me working two full-time jobs so that I can afford the luxury for my kids that is a laundry basket. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at TylerFG, Instagram at TylerFG96. As for the podcast, you can find us on channel underscore KRT on Twitter. Uh, We have a link tree in our bio that gives you links to the Discord server and our Facebook group. We're on Instagram at Channel KRT Podcast, and if you want to help support us, you can check us out on Patreon, where we'll have episodes of this very podcast one day early, as well as exclusive minisodes and outtakes. And as always, thank you so much to our pal Gomer for pledging to us at the $10 level, and you can find me taking Jimbo to a doctor just so we can figure out what the hell is wrong with his nose. All right, uh, Channel KRT? 
cut to static. <laughs> 